light. And what better way to explore light than to explore flickers from Sunlux's album, We Are Rising, the very song which this podcast is named after. Light is pretty ubiquitous throughout Sunlux's catalog. Lux, for goodness sakes, means light in Latin, so it would be kind of weird if light wasn't a constant theme in their music, right? Definitely. What's great about the song flickers is that the woodwinds that open the song use this heavy vibrato, making it sound like they are flickering lights. Then throughout the song, there are these subtle strings like soft, glowing candlelights of a lantern, which fade out gently at the end of each verse, as if being extinguished. Which perfectly sets the stage for the lyric. I can see the flickers over me, the lanterns raised. I can see the flickers over me, the lanterns raised. Lift me up, lift me over it. Show me what you're hiding. Take me out into the sea. song is so good, right? I don't think I've ever heard instrumental music that is so visual. Yeah, it's crazy how much he ties those lyrics to the music. And it's really awesome. I love it. Uh, the line I, I really want to hone in on, though, is the lyric, And with my opened mouth, I joke. So you might remember from our very first episode that one possible interpretation of Sunlux's name is sound and light, as Sunlux is a Latin root word for sound. So in those lines from Flickers, Ryan is singing that he is joining the song that is about light, the very thing that the entire Sunlux project appears to be about. This is Flickers. Thematic explorations of the good, the true, and the beautiful in music. I'm Monica Hauer. And I'm Matt Linder. We're wrapping up our thematic exploration of Sun Lux's music. As we cover our final theme, light. Both Crispin Mayfield and Jeremy Doan reflect on the light of rising. And then Chris Carnati discusses dream state. So rising. Let's start there. Such a great Crispin actually has an interesting connection between Um, this song and one from a Disney film. And definitely was like a nod to the Mulan soundtrack. That's when I first heard it. That was what I thought of. (laughs) Oh. 
If you go back and listen to it with the, I don't know, I mean, it's just that beginning intro, if it's, it's the kind of bells or gongs or, I don't know what what it is, but it totally sounds like, you know, you want to say something. Let's get down to business. But yeah, I've always thought of that as, um, had this like connection to Mulan. <laughs> So that that's hilarious. But yeah, the rhythm of the gang vocals on Rising does have a similar quality. Not sure if that's an intentional choice, but okay, sure. Um, but it is. It's interesting here where Christmas is going with light. this. I mean, it starts out bursting from the ashes. And I think about that. I think of like a phoenix. And then it talks about rising suns, which I have, until I recently looked at it, always thought that it was S-U-N, thought it was like talking about the sun in the sky. But I think it is. I think it's supposed to be both. And just this like, yeah, rising suns, like thinking about a new day, the light coming in. And that's really the song, I think, just speaks for itself musically, right? It's just this like beautiful, like eruption of light. And then it goes down into the verse and then comes back. And he has these questions, right, in the verse, like, what will linger? Just these kind of unanswerable questions that then are just, in a way, overcome by the chorus coming back and just this, like, hope and light and beauty that just overshadows these questions. I also think Rising really stands out because it was a different song structurally than a lot of the rest of the album. The rest of the album, he did this uh, a similar like repetition of lines over and over uh, with more multi-rhythmic beats, whereas this is its own thing. Although it does, at the end, hit that multi-rhythmic uh, pacing that is really interesting to me. It's always like, even just now, I can just like, you know, hear it in my mind because it's, it's interesting. It's not quite jarring, but it's like, what is going on? We're, you know, especially with what seems like a loop-based song, this shouldn't be happening, but it is. Songs. All 
And I think that too is like this idea of, of light of something that was like dark and the same and then changing it up. And I want to say resurrection. Um, so <laughs> which would be going to another theme, but it's that light resurrection things coming to life. I think of springtime when I hear that song. I just could imagine like a planet Earth, you know, montage of like of plants sprouting out of the ground, flowers growing, you know, the time lapse sort of thing to that song. This is a really clear example where he doesn't talk about himself. He's talking about we. And I think that 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 idea of light is like also that connectedness to one another. So he is in and of himself, right? A rising sun. He's bursting from the ashes. There's light, but he can also see and connect with others as well. They're all rising together. There's this light that maybe is not bright on its own, but all together you can just imagine it, you know, overtaking the skyline. I guess this is some sort of sci-fi world where we have multiple suns. But I really imagine things bursting from the ground as, I mean, it says bursting from the ashes, but I think of this, these, you know, beautiful suns like just rising. And the way that it, when the sun rises, it seems to come out of the earth, right? We see it bursting up. And that has always been all these associations. Every time I hear that song, I remember the first time I heard it um, in our apartment when Danielle and I were first married on the fourth floor in low-income housing. And it was springtime and because I think that he did it in February, released it in like March or April. I just remember it was a sunny day, listening to that song, and it was like, oh my gosh, this is just... And maybe that's why I chose it for light, because as we're looking at the lyrics, it's like, there are some connections, but not compared to other songs. When I I thought of light I thought of that song because it has such a the music brings such an experience to you in the same way that sunshine does it's not about the lyrics it's about the actual sensory experience this was a good one to start with as the light qualities of the song come through the music and not as much through the lyrics and as we continue on we'll hear that Jeremy explores similar terrain in his breakdown of the same song rising but also addresses why selecting a single song about light and Sun Lux's catalog can light. be challenging. Because, well, part of the problem is because it's such a pervasive theme throughout their music. Which, which one do I identify with the most strongly? Or, or, or which one strikes me at the deepest level? I mean, he has a, they have a whole album called Lanterns about, about light. And, and it's just all all over it but but i think it's the idea of we are rising suns and at least on genius they trend they write that as sun s-o-n but every time i hear it i think of we are rising suns s-u-n and and there's not necessarily a lot of light although you know are we bursting from the ashes all things yearning for the push this is a another great song for resurrection um and salvation but reading it or hearing it as S-U-N, sons, we are rising sons, and the fact that we will be made light, we will be made, our resurrection, our, our redeemed bodies will be similar, will be in the same manner as Jesus's resurrected body, and our identification with him will take on another level. And of course, Jesus is light. He is the light of the world, and, and we will take some part in that in our in our resurrected state just that it was it's really just that phrase that we are rising suns and the idea of bursting from the ashes
I don't I don't think this is what they meant by it, but but there's the idea of the phoenix, the you know mythological bird coming from the ashes, and I want to say the bird is I want to say it's like a bird that's covered in flames in mythology, but but that idea of bursting from the ashes reminds me of that, and then particularly if you identify it with um, We Are Rising Suns, S U N S, it kind of all sticks together. Of all their songs that talk about light or have that as a theme, this may be the least obvious choice. But and and as their songs go, it's one of the more major key songs. It's like sonically, it's it's bright melody on that. You know, are we bursting from the ashes? How it kind of bounces and it's are we bursting from the ashes and just there's like a I don't know, again, a brightness, a lightness to it, a upwardness with the emphasis, you know, all these high notes are on like the accent parts or like on the um, downbeats and it just draws more emphasis to it. And it just sounds brighter to me than the, the melodies sound brighter to me than some of the other songs. We are the rising sun. I wanted to hear more about what makes the music bright. So I asked Crispin if there's any sounds like of like being outdoors during springtime that you hear. Yeah, that's a good question. I'm like thinking through the song right now. Like it's 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 so hard with Sunlux to to you can hear it, but it's like to pick out the different song, the different sounds and what's going on. I'm like, how do I describe that? <laughs> But I think of the the chimes. I think the chimes in particular just have that spring sound to it. I can't imagine another season where that would fit so well with the chimes. Yeah, and I think that's part of what sounded Mulanish to me. And I was a missionary kid in China. Maybe that's part of it is it has it kind of sounds like an arhu to me which is like this Chinese stringed instrument so maybe that is the the connection that I make to Mulan but it is this beautiful, um, I'm, I'm assuming it's probably a violin. I know that he, I remember uh, following his blog when he was making that and he was uh, sending work out to people and they were, you know, doing it in their hotel room. I think p- parts of like Y music and uh, those folks. Um, so I think it's probably a violin, but it really has just such a, a spring light feel to it and also living in the pacific northwest you know spring is light it rains and rains and rains and then you get sunshine there's a lot of talk about seasonal affective disorder here and some people have like a clinical diagnosis but what you find is that you might not have like you know a diagnosis or you might not be depressed but then the sun comes out and you're like oh my gosh i didn't realize how bad i felt in comparison to this until i had a sunny day or when we lived in minneapolis um and it wasn't until may that spring came cuz we would have like a snowstorm in may but then the sun would come out and it would get above freezing and it felt like you could walk around in a t-shirt and i remember our first winter in minneapolis you we were walking around 
around and people, this is like in the middle of inner city Minneapolis, people would just walk up and shake your hand and say, good day. Because it was such a good day. And so I think in so many ways, like that bursting out of the ground spring, like it's just so associated with sunshine, which goes back to the rising suns part as well. And the whole, like that violin as well, that violin riff is just, it's like the sound of seeing little seedlings sprout out of the ground to me. Then I got a little bit more specific asking about what what the following sound could symbolize. We are the Right. It's this, I imagine it's this like beating back the darkness because it's the, the, I think it's women and men singing, but yeah, that kind of chorus singing and it kind of goes up and then it kind of comes down again, but then it goes up more and it's kind of this like progression of like up and down and, you know, kind of two steps forward, one step back sort of thing. But it's, it's this energy of, of moving forward, beating back the darkness, sprouting, growing, moving. I suggested to him that maybe it was a bird call and this was Crispin's <laughs> response. I think like that part is a bird call and then also the, the flute or violin is a bird call too. Like I, it almost sounds like to me, the, the flute violin, like it almost sounds like a bluebird, either a bluebird or a crane. I was just going to say maybe Ryan Lott is way more of a bird watching nerd than we knew. Yeah. But as it turns out, apparently you're more of a nerd than anyone knew. <laughs> Aw, I thought you were just a music nerd, Matt. Apparently you're just a nerd all around. Hey, I, I'm not going to claim any expertise at knowing bird calls as I use the Google to match up bird calls with the song. I'll pretend to believe you for the sake of the podcast. Okay, okay, okay. Well, moving on, I asked Jeremy the same question. Quick note, though, that flute is doing a trill. Uh, I don't know on that one because it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's definitely more chaotic than on flight. Or flight, it's just a couple of notes, but this is like that has that more trill or whatever it's called, where they on like a flute or woodwind, where they use their 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 tongue to get. It's not exactly vibrato. I know there's a technical term for it. I can't think of it. Yeah, it it, it has that, and and again, it's I think it almost functions as the same way as like a something floating on the wind or being carried along by the breeze. That flute part's not the part that sticks in my mind. It's that thing I said earlier, the melody that kind of emphasizes the high note on the downbeat. So there's more accent on it. Um, but that's the part of the song that sticks more out to me than anything else. Although I love the rhythm on that. And I do like that flute part. Wow. Jeremy shut you down. He didn't care at all about that flute. Right. But, you know, I maintain that the vocal sound is a possible reference to a crow's car which can often symbolize death. Let's listen to the song, that portion of the song, and then a crow call. And the flute sounds 
kind of like a crane to me, which sometimes symbolizes resurrection. Here's the flute part and then a crane call. So you have two bird sounds, which I'm interpreting as referencing death and resurrection. Kind of reminds me of a phoenix bursting from the ashes, right? Right. Mm-mm. Time for us to stop putting a bird on it and focus back on our theme, light. Here's Chris on the surprise of light in dream state. Important uses of the light is this line, out of the dark day into night, which happens both on dream state and on resurrection, which I think is kind of a nice, like almost a uh, loop that he creates with this lyric. And it's not like it just like happens, like, and it's kind of sequestered in the background. It's just like, he repeats it like five times. light imagery serves to really describe the orientation that he has in this album that it is very much all in darkness but one part is darker and one part is a little bit lighter i would also say that that the part that's darker is the part that or here's what i should say i think that the part that is lighter is not the part that you would expect to be lighter it's into the brighter night right so that I think that the, like the, the that the hope that he's experiencing, or the the, the slight shades of like goodness that he can see, are oftentimes surprising to him. Um, that it's not, oh yeah, it's the day and therefore it's light out. You know, it's like we're entering into a night. Surprisingly, it's actually a little bit brighter than what we were just in. And I think I think that it is really in that moment of transition rather than like fully into one of the other phases or like fully into the brighter night instead of the dark day. I think that it is kind of like sitting in this precipice. And the entire album, I think, is sitting in this precipice of extreme darkness, very real darkness, darkness that we can name, darkness that we can give names to, darkness that we can give news stories to, darkness that we can give personal testimony to. But surprisingly, like hope is hope surprisingly lives. You know, it's a wily bastard. What what I make the of that uh, oh part? I feel like it's almost like either like a battle cry or like. A rally cry. I, I don't know how to describe it better than that. Oh, we 
And I saw Sunlux live in San Francisco earlier in 2018. Ryan had the audience sing that O part while he, and this is what he said to us, quote, I'm going to sing other shit, unquote. And here's what it sounded like that night in San Francisco. So it, it it felt sort of like a battle cry at the time, but it was also cathartic for me to sing with Ryan and this group of strangers to have this moment of connection with other human beings. Their singing was, I don't know, it moved me quite a lot. That moment took out of the dark day and into the bright night, huh? Yes, we are all moths, Monica, looking for a light in the darkness. Which we'll explore more of in part two of Light, which is available to listen to now. Shout out to this episode's contributors, Crispin Mayfield, Jeremy Doan, and Chris Carnotti. Subscribe, 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 and then help boost the podcast by rating and review us on Apple Podcasts. Tell everyone and anyone you know who's a Sunlux fan or even those who aren't yet. This episode was produced and edited by me, Matt Linder, storyboarding and scripting assistance by Armani Peterson. And me, Monica Howard. Photograph and how do we feel it again?